Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts right after this. Agroplante is the leading manufacturer in specialty products. Agroplante formulates products that rise to the challenge of today's growing conditions. Saline and sodic soils reduce crop yield and cause significant crop losses. Agroplante developed Cation EX5 Plus with growers in mind to manage soil salinity. With multiple years of research, Cation EX5 Plus has proven to be an excellent source of calcium and an effective soil salinity manager. Run it through drip irrigation without any issues. Simplify your application method with innovative and efficient formulations. Alleviate salinity stress with Cat Ion EX5 Plus. Agroplante. Imagination. Innovation. Science in action. The California Cotton Ginners and Growers Association President and CEO Roger A. Isom and Assistant Vice President Priscilla Rodriguez traveled recently to Blythe to thank Riverside County grower Tim Cox for his 13 years of service as a board member for the association. While there, the association also met with new board member and grower Aaron Palmer of Rio Rancho LLC. The association discussed the association's activities and current issues. In addition, the association had a separate meeting with board member Rosie Navarro, Gen Manager for Modern Ginning and their Superintendent Tony Aguilar to discuss current matters facing the gin industry. California is experiencing an unusually high number of invasive fruit fly detections this season. The California Department of Food and Agriculture, in cooperation with the United States Department of Agriculture and county agricultural commissioners, has initiated local regulatory measures to eradicate and prevent the statewide spread of Queensland fruit fly, towel fly, Mediterranean fruit fly, and oriental fruit fly. Counties currently impacted by invasive fruit fly quarantines include Contra Costa, Riverside, Sacramento, San Bernardino, and Santa Clara counties for the oriental fruit fly, Los Angeles County for the Tau fruit fly, and Los Angeles and Benchera counties for the Queensland fruit fly. The Agricultural and Applied Economics Association has selected Rachel Goodhue, a University of California Davis professor in the Department of Agricultural and Resource Economics, as a 2024 fellow. Becoming a fellow is the highest honor to be bestowed by the organization and recognizes significant contributions in the field. Goodhue was one of six selected, along with experts from Michigan State University, Texas A&M, the University of Guelph in Canada, and elsewhere. Goodhue is the 20th person from her department to be named a fellow. She says she is extremely honored to be a part of this group. A letter nominating Goodhue described her significant contributions, leadership, and scholarship work during her career. Her area of focus in agriculture includes contracts, economics of pesticides, and industrial organization. Goodhue came to UC Davis in 1998, serving as an assistant, associate, and full professor during her time on campus. From 2016 through January 1st of 2024, she was chair of the department. Since 2020, she has also been director of the California Agribusiness Executive Seminar Program, which is offered by the department, UC Davis College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences, and Wells Fargo Bank. She won the UC Davis Graduate Studies Distinguished Graduate and Postdoctoral Mentoring award in 2022. Brody Irvine, purchaser at Discovery Organics, shares his experience as he has recently walked through the fields of California's desert region in Arizona, where he surveyed crops such as broccoli, cauliflower, celery, lettuces, and bunching greens, such as baby bok choy, chards, kills, and more. 
Here's what he sees going on with the organic growing at the moment. He said it was pretty chilly and it had gotten pretty cold, which had slowed things down. He said he thought it would be more impactful, but it wasn't too bad. What those cold temperatures did do, though, was put growers on watch for the temperatures to hit freezing and the subsequent frost that comes with that. That includes watching for lettuce ice, particularly on iceberg lettuce. He said mostly it was causing delay in harvest where they would wait for everything to thaw out before they could get in there and get the product. He says there was a blister and epidermal peel, but they will do more peel back with those issues. With romaine, they might pack more romaine hearts, and with iceberg, they'll peel it back in the field as best they can. And he noted windy conditions. As the temperatures did not go as low as originally forecast, that did minimize quality issues. However, there was quite a bit of wind. He says he is interested in how that might affect tip burn and other issues with leaf lettuces, though it can also help keep a lot of moisture off so it won't freeze as much. As for this year's transition to the Arizona growing region, growers are reporting it was a smooth one, particularly for lettuce and especially after all the lettuce issues that they had last year, he says there is relief. He also adds some growers believe there might also be less organic acreage going forward. Almost all the field managers mentioned there was a feeling that some people were transitioning out of organic land, and it's mostly about the financials. The break-even cost of what it takes to pack and ship a box of produce is going up, and the sales market is not meeting that. Inputs for organic growing also tends to be higher over conventional inputs, and the yields might not also be as high. Veg Fresh Farms, based in Corona, has announced the addition of two new seasoned professionals. Ramon Angel's an accomplished professional with more than a decade of experience in the produce industry and brings a wealth of expertise from companies like Fresh Express Salads and Andrew and Williamson Fresh Produce. His impactful journey in the berry category thrived during his tenure at Plans Berries and Central West Produce. His role will focus on expanding the berry program at Veg Fresh Farms, encompassing both grower relations and retail sales. His expertise will play a pivotal role in further developing and enhancing the Crystal Cove Berry brand, according to the company. And since 2000, David Solis has been a driving force in the produce industry with a proven track record at companies like Interfresh Incorporated, U.S. Foods, Hardy's Fruit and Veg, and Dulcinea Farms. He specializes in both fresh and fresh cut produce, focusing on expanding market share in the food service sector. Mark Witter, general partner, says they could not be more excited to have these two talented individuals join their team. They will bring a wealth of expertise and dedication to Veg Fresh Farms. He said they eagerly anticipate their contributions and look forward to their continued success with Veg Fresh. The December position report for almonds has revealed robust shipments for the current crop year, totaling 229 million pounds. It's the second highest December on record. While down 4% from the previous month, this represents an 11% increase from last year. Export shipments continue to drive the momentum at 173 million pounds. That's a 12% rise from the previous year, while domestic shipments increased by 8% to 57 million pounds. Despite some recent loss of momentum, domestic shipments have regained ground surpassing last year's pace by half percent year-to-date total shipments maintain a healthy lead extending to 9.9 percent over the previous shipments india shipments came in at 38.6 million pounds and represent a 16 percent increase to last year year-to-date shipments to india remain strong and now outpace last season by 28 percent local demand continues to be strong and the industry is well balanced due to supply constraints caused by delay arrivals China, Hong Kong, and Vietnam shipments were at 13 million pounds. Year-to-date shipments gained momentum and are currently 21% ahead of last year's pace, surpassing last year by 8%. Vietnam maintained a robust pace, exceeding last year by 120%. Initially, California shipments to China were slow at the beginning of the crop year as importers opted for cheaper options from Vietnam. 
However, actively revived in December with the market processing and working through inventories in preparation for the new year, consumer demand during the holiday season is expected to serve as a barometer for shipment expectations going forward. Europe shipments reached 62.3 million pounds, up 4% from last year, contributing to a 9% year-to-date increase compared to the previous season. The region continues to perform well, positioning itself for the upcoming holiday season. Domestically, December shipments were strong at 56 million pounds, up 8% for the month. The market gained some ground, which put year-to-date shipments in a positive position, up half percent. Demand continues to be a concern for the largest market as commitments continue to lag month after month, now down 16% to last year. Buyers continue to evaluate their evolving demand and remain booking short-term positions. The North Valley Nut Conference, a free event hosted by UCCE and West Coast Nut, will take place tomorrow, Wednesday the 31st, in Chico, California. The event is unique in that it combines both almond and walnut information for growers, consultants, and industry professionals attending, which is convenient considering the number of Northern California tree nut growers that produce both of these crops on their operations. UCCE advisor Luke Milliron out of Butte, Glen, and Tehama counties helped put together the event on the UC side. There are a, a few options for for growers. Uh, Clarissa Ray is the new uh, advisor, and Setter Yuba for Walnuts is going to have her own meeting here uh, in a in a month or so. And then there's always the Tehama Walnut meeting uh, hosted by the Extension Office up there. Uh, but it, this is a nice meeting here on Wednesday, January 31st in Chico, uh, kind of sandwiching those two regions. And then also just really importantly, bringing together uh, both both almond and walnut into a single meeting. There are just so many growers that, that farm both crops and we managed to get a lot of speakers uh, that can address uh, both crops in their, in their one talk. And so even if you don't grow both crops, there's going to be something for you in just about every one of the talks at the meeting. The event will offer a variety of education, including information on irrigation management, regulations, economics, pests and diseases, and more. As always, we have a Ag Commissioner's update from the Butte and the Glen uh, County Ag offices. And it's just so important to get an update on the regulations as they are, uh, as they as they tighten down around us, it feels like, but there's just been so many recent changes, uh, whether when it comes to fumigation or other topics, um, it's important for, for growers and PCAs and others to, uh, to stay up to date with that. Also, um, you know, people, in these tight economic times, they they want to see what's happening with their assessment dollars. And so both the Amund and the Walnut boards are going to be uh, doing a flash update each um, with, with what the uh, California Walnut Board and Commission is up to, uh, as well as the Almond Board of California. What are they doing with those assessment dollars to make sure that uh, we can have bright economic futures for both of these crops? And then getting into the to the stuff that I'm always most uh, passionate about as an ag you know research nerd um, irrigation with Ken Shackle from UC Davis uh, is always such a critical topic um, and he's gonna be covering both almonds and walnuts and and covering the the latest and and best technologies there um, and then because of these really tight economic times, 
We have Brittany Goodrich also from UC Davis, who is going to be addressing the economics of tree nut production. Uh, we have some recent cost studies published and, and growers want to see where they can pinch, pinch pennies and, um, uh, and, and farm economically successfully. Cause at the, at the end of the day, that's the number one thing we're trying to do is, is operate small businesses, medium businesses, large businesses across the central Valley here. And then finally, uh, on the pest and disease front, really tried to make sure that we were uh, we were tackling the most important pests and diseases. So, irrigation advisor Kurt Pierce and I, when we developed this agenda, um, we asked Jim Atascavich to come up from UC Riverside to both address uh, Ammon blast that really blasted us uh, in in the Central Valley last year. Um, as well as walnut blight, which growers are always, uh, you know, wanting to hear what the latest is on that. And there's some some really exciting new developments there. And then, of course, 2023 was a year of atrocious naval orange worm. And so we have Houston Wilson also from UC Riverside addressing that. Uh, and he's going to also be addressing this Carpophilus um, beetle that has become a, a new invasive that folks want to learn more about. Again, the conference is tomorrow, Wednesday the 31st in Chico, and a link to register free of charge will be in the episode description below. For My Ag Life, I'm Taylor Charlstrom. We're thrilled to announce that the North Valley Nut Conference is taking place on January 31st at Silver Dollar Fairgrounds in Chico, California. This event is held in conjunction with University of California Cooperative Extension. It's a golden opportunity for professionals in the tree nut industry. Network with our exhibitors and sponsors who are committed to your success in the orchard. Earn valuable continuing education units and expand your knowledge on the latest industry trends. Listen to our expert speakers, share valuable insights and practical advice, but attendance is filling up fast. So make sure you visit myaglife.com backslash events and register today. We hope to see you there. The Federal Reserve Board released its January 2024 Beige Book, a summary of its commentary on the current economic conditions in each Federal Reserve District. In the sixth district around Atlanta, low cattle supply led to higher cattle prices, but consumers are substituting less expensive proteins and preventing full pass-through of prices. In the eighth district near St. Louis, ongoing drought conditions continues to affect livestock and crop conditions. The ninth district of Minneapolis shows conditions unchanged, while most say farm incomes dropped substantially from last year. In Kansas City's 10th district, profits narrowed during the past year as commodity prices moderated, particularly in areas hit by drought. Drought conditions continue to recede in the 11th district of Dallas as soil moisture and crop production prospects look better in 2024. Conditions in San Francisco's 12th district were solid in agriculture and resource-related sectors with robust yields and inventories of various products. Although the U.S. food supply is one of the safest foodborne illnesses is a public health concern. The Food and Drug Administration has a new rule requiring detailed records for certain foods as they move through the supply chain, which can help trace the source of a potential outbreak. FDA has taken steps like issuing guidance to help implement the rule. The Government Accountability Office has recommended that the FDA finalize its plans for implementing the rule to help industry and regulators prepare for compliance by January 30th of 2026. In November of 2022, the FDA promulgated a final rule on food traceability to help identify the source of outbreaks of foodborne illness. When developing the new rule, FDA established a list of certain foods for which enhanced record keeping is required. Entities handling an item on a list must maintain records, including a traceability plan for specific points in the supply chain. 
Senate Ag Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow wrote a letter to her colleagues on their work to write a new farm bill. She outlined several proposals for strengthening the farm safety net in the new bill. While calling the 2018 farm bill a strong foundation for American farmers, she also says the 2024 farm bill is an opportunity for the committee to make improvements, modernize dated elements, and address emerging challenges that American farmers face. Her vision for modernizing the safety net centers around principles like programs being targeted to active farmers, providing farmers choice and flexibility, and sending them timely assistance. She also says officials need to expand the reach of programs to help more farmers and address the emerging risks that farmers face. Crop insurance is a key tool to meaningfully advance each of those goals, she said in the letter. Farmers want better affordability and more straightforward and streamlined process. CropLife America and several other groups have joined together to urge immediate action by lawmakers to renew the miscellaneous tariff bill. A passage of the miscellaneous tariff bill that's fully retroactive would help farmers' access to the essential pesticide products they need to grow food for the U.S. and the world, according to a CropLife America statement. A renewed MTB would mean lower input prices, resulting in decreased price pressures for U.S. farmers, ranchers, and consumers. The American Chemistry Council was another of the groups pushing for renewal of the MTB, saying the bill would support advanced manufacturing in the United States and domestic chemical production used to make products in key agriculture, food production, and industrial sectors, including information technology, renewable energy, and automotive goods, according to the ACC. The previous MTB expired in December 2020, and since then, business continued to pay $1.3 million per day in tariffs. Congress has voted to extend temporary funding again to keep the government open, but in the process likely produce more delays in writing a farm bill and more frustration among ag members. No progress is how GOP Senator Joni Ernst described farm bill efforts almost four months after the last farm bill expired and was extended by one year. That as the House and Senate lawmakers extended temporary funding until March to keep USA and other federal agencies open. Iowa Senator Ernst was asked outside the Senate about the impact of continued fights over over full-year spending bills on the farm bill. Exactly. I mean, it will impact the farm. It will affect everything else. So we need to get our work done. But you know what the problem is? Chuck Schumer's not allowing us to bring these approach bills across the floor of the Senate. Ag Democrats are also frustrated as the Senate passed three of the 12 full-year spending bills and the House passed seven. Senate Ag Chair Debbie Stabenow. There have been many delays as it relates to the churning and the chaos. With more to come as House Speaker Johnson faces renewed pressure from Freedom Caucus conservatives to fight the Senate over social policy and border immigration riders. And fights continue for scarce farm bill dollars. Earnest on Secretary Vilsack's focus on the Commodity Credit Corporation's funds as a solution. I don't know that that's the magic bullet, but he may know more than I do. I hope he does. Um, but they need to sit down at the table together uh, between uh, Chairman Stabenow, between uh, Ranking Member Bozeman, Secretary Vilsack. Stabenow, in her final year before retiring, insists the farm bill can get done this year before the need for another extension. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Net Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. 
Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. (laughs) 